0: Hi there, this is Sage Faulkner, and this is the Chama Peak Land Alliance Farm and Ranch Podcast. These are previously aired live recordings from the Farm and Ranch Radio Show on 96.1 FM KXJR. We appreciate the opportunity to share these recordings with you, and if you have questions, you can always reach me, sage at chamapeak.org. There may be old or outdated announcements throughout the show. Please disregard Thank you again for making time to listen. Our website is www.chamapeak.org. Thanks to CPLA, KXJR, and the many members and guests who have contributed to this podcast. Thank you so much and have a beautiful day. My guest today, Carlos Salazar. And Mr. Carlos is the president of Northern New Mexico Stockmen's Association. The Northern New Mexico Stockmen's Association um, annual meeting will be this Saturday, January 14th, from eight, 8 to four. Eight to four a.m. And it will be down at the Rural Events Center at Abiquiu. That's the fairgrounds. Um, and I encourage all of you to come down, even if you can't make it for the whole day, try and come down and um, just sometimes shaking hands and listening to one or two segments might be really, really valuable.
1: Organization, Northern New Mexico, some opposed either they removing those cows or aerial gunning those cows. And we're afraid that if they're successful down south, that that may just carry over to the north. It
0: it could because it's a federal situation, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Anyway, we sent them documentation and we cited uh, certain titles, Title 40, uh, Subtitle 1, Chapter 13, Section 1314 on easements. And it talks about real property of the government. And it says that the real property of the government excludes public land, including minerals, vegetative and other resources in the United States including lands reserved or dedicated for national forest purposes. Okay, the Gila was once a national forest. They've just sort of changed, calling it now wilderness, but the rights still stay there. They cannot extinguish byline. it's in the Wilderness Act. They cannot extinguish those prior rights that were there. So all the ranchers that did have rights, um, those rights are there. But the Wilderness Act also says... Um, like roads and all, all those can remain except the agencies because we don't know better, we allow them to close them. And unfortunately that happens everywhere there's wilderness. But they cannot, the existing uses have to continue. Just because they declare a wilderness doesn't mean they close your roads, they stop you from gathering firewood and all this and that. That doesn't stop all that, but we don't know. And that's what we're trying to do now is educate people on all this. The other thing uh, <clears throat> there's another the other thing that's really important for folks to understand is that in 16 USC code section 480 civil and criminal jurisdiction again the federal government has no civil or criminal jurisdiction people need to understand that criminal is like police powers civil is uh, like the Forest Service, they're no different than the Natural Resource Conservation Service. They're just a technical. They have government rather than um, regulatory powers. There's a big difference there. Like the NRCS, NRCS can come and tell you what to do on your property. It's the same thing with the Forest Service, except that with the Forest Service, we sign a grazing permit, which to me is illegal because you're forced to sign it. Otherwise, they tell you you can't turn... Turn on onto um, the land that's administered by the federal government, but it, just in that uh, Title 40 that I just read, if this pro- property doesn't belong to the fa- federal government, they have no jurisdiction. And I challenged them this past spring uh, with a district uh, for a supervisor of the Santa Fe. I challenged them to tell me uh, on the Hemis Mountain salamander Tell us know where you get your jurisdiction because i have this documentation and i'm reading it to you and it says you have no civil or criminal jurisdiction they couldn't answer what happened at the spring meetings when we met with the forest service on our annual operating instructions went real smooth maybe those meetings lasted 15 minutes all they wanted to know is how many cows we were going to turn out for the billing purposes so folks um there's a lot of other legislation, and I'll provide that at the meeting. Uh, we're gonna have a handout. It's gonna talk a little bit about what I'm talking about here, but there's, there's so much. There's a Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo, if you go way back, Kearney's Code. All those rights were guaranteed to the people, and it's in the New Mexico State Constitution Bill of Rights. You have to understand those Bill of Rights, what they mean. It's an inherent right, and no one can change that, even though our legislature sometimes doesn't heed to the uh, treaty, hey, but it's there. The federal government, too, when they adopted the treaty and signed the treaty way back in 1848, hey, the same thing happened. Those rights were guaranteed. They're inviolate is the word. They're sacred. So no one can take them away from us. But we, most of the time, don't know how to articulate that. So because of that, the agencies uh, don't tell you, oh, well, you have these rights. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to try and govern you. The same thing like in the Gila, we'll go back to it again. People down there don't know what's really going on. They think the federal government has unilateral authority under that supremacy clause. They don't have that authority. If they did, then the Federal Land Management Policy Act would mean nothing. All those public land laws would mean nothing if they had supreme authority. The other thing is... uh, The Constitution of the United States um, uh, did not grant the federal government authority over our lands under Article I, Section 8, Clause 17 of the Constitution. Uh, What that one said is that all those, with the Constitution, uh, the authority of the federal government vanished upon statehood with the state of New Mexico in 1912. All those rights transferred to the state. They no longer stayed with the federal government. That's why most permits and documents, uh, like, what they call them? Allotment management plans, EAs and all that that they do on your allotment, they're not applicable to us. They're not, uh, because they don't own the property. It's, we own those lands under the 1841 Preemption Act. If uh, those ancestors that we have that lived on these lands and they were there, they were granted personal property so that's where our rights that's how far our rights go back um the other thing on the gila is it's unfortunate you know the forest service can go and kill cattle how come they don't go and kill the overpopulation of elk how come they don't do that and that kind of
0: um it's not really shocking there as far as that goes as well right the new mexico livestock board
1: the, and, the, and here transition. we have the New Mexico Livestock Board and I saw the directive that they put out very weak it doesn't uh, tell them you cannot do that, why don't they challenge them I'm giving the information here and I sent it to the uh, New Mexico Livestock Board to Belinda Garland, I sent her all this stuff so that she can read it and what we're saying is the fo- if, if the Forest Service really has authority well show it to us, show us that authority so that we can live with it or we don't live with it or you tell will tell you, you don't have the authority that you think you have. The other thing with the Forest Service, I mean, we have all these elk all the way from Espanola here to Chama. When you drive those highways, especially at night, you better be careful. Because, um, like we were, we're talking, they, they don't shoot the elk, but they'll go shoot cattle. They'll fence your cattle off the riparian areas, but they won't go after the elk. Um, they'll reduce your permit numbers. And they'll exclude you off the allotments if you let them. But what about the elk? They don't do anything to the elk. They work like, it's like a conspiracy between the game and fish, the environmental groups, and the Forest Service. They're trying to get us off the land. They want the land for themselves. Um, The other thing that they do to the ranchers is they delay entry dates in the spring. They try and use stubble heights as as a requirement. Uh, Again, having... Like I read in 16 U.S.C. Uh, section four, they have no civil or criminal jurisdiction. So what gives them the right to do that? They have no rights. So this is what we want in uh, to share. When we, uh, we'll give a handout on all this information that I'm talking about, but then, um, at some point in time, we want people to read it. It's really hard to just stand here and tell you because you need to read it repeatedly so that you learn it. And that way you can take this paperwork, you go to your meeting, and you challenge them, just like we challenged the forest supervisor. Sheik is the one that called a special meeting with us ranchers after we challenged the two districts early in the spring. In, I think it was February in Espanol and early March in Guyana. And after that, uh, she called a special man. I think we met in April. There were several ranchers there. In fact, we had a very good turnout. I asked them all these things, and they couldn't answer. Really so, good
0: points, Carlos, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm really glad that you're bringing some of this up. It's a, it's a lot to grasp, so I encourage folks to attend the northern New Mexico Stockman's meeting this Saturday, um, particularly if any of these issues um, impact you, if you're an allotment or a permittee, or or you deal with with, um, these agencies as a cattle person. Um, And as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking about, and I'm going to date myself way back Mm -hmm. in my first year of college, Um, I actually took a business law class, and that professor would walk into the classroom every day, and he would scream at the top of his lungs, knowledge is power.
1: Oh, absolutely. And
0: this is... This is knowledge, and, and if we don't have that knowledge, then we don't have that power. And so I think what you're sharing with our listeners is really, really important. And a lot of um, ranchers are generational ranchers, but sometimes, you know, we we lose a piece here and we lose things there, and Forest Service changes things, and BLM changes things, and we get down to this really small piece of what was once something much bigger, and I feel like yes. that has happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. These allotments and and these permits um, are an integral part of our culture, of the ecosystem. Um, Cattle kind of get painted as this bad part, but they're a management tool in a lot of ways for a healthy forest. Um, We're watching things happen in Mora um, that... devastating and they're going to be devastating for decades from the hermit's peak and calf's canyon fires and that could happen here so easily and one of the things that i try to remind folks is that cattle can be a part of a healthy forest and they're they're Mm -hmm. a really good tool for that Um, so I, i i think it's important for our listeners to know that um ranchers face a lot of challenges these days i wish carlos and i were sitting here just talking about all the good things and and great pieces um, of this, but the reality is there are a lot of agencies that get um, one-minded. They only manage for one thing, and that causes problems. And agriculturalists are now down to about a percent and a half of us and we're feeding all 100% of us Yes, so we play a huge role and it's the one industry we literally cannot live without
1: you know, people have to realize that the food you eat in the morning at noon and in the evening where does it come from the ranchers and the farmers the people that are being most attacked by the environmentalists and the government why it's something that I don't understand but I wanted to say something else title 18 um, 18 uh, Crimes and Criminal Procedure Section 2823, is um, when federal employees don't follow the, con- the oath of office that they take and the um, federal regulation, it's called insurrection. Uh, you cannot be in those positions violating the, the agency that you work for and doing whatever you please. You can't, you gotta follow your oath of office because you, you when you take the oath, you say you're gonna abide by the laws of the Constitution of the United States. So, it's a very clear. Uh, the thing is, is that if you violate all those laws, then you're committing insurrection. And it's something that they're not being told. The other thing I wanted to uh, mention is the, um, they talk a little bit about, at least with the Forest Service, um, most of the people that work for them, they don't know what I'm talking about. They themselves, they think they're forest manuals, uh, what's the other thing, other policies, regulators. No, those only apply to them. And it's very clear. Manuals, and I work for federal government, the manuals, the policies, and all these directives, it applies to the employees. Code of Federal Regulation, it applies to them only. Those don't apply to us. So people have to remember that too. And on the Gila itself, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think they also want to garner public support to circumvent the rules and regulations that they have to. By garnering public support, then they go ahead and do it. But it's incorrect. When we wrote this letter from Northern New Mexico Stockman, like I mentioned earlier, we don't want them to go start killing cattle at, uh, whenever they feel like it, um, because they, like I said earlier, you know they go against the rancher always always going after the rancher. Uh, They wanna reduce you or do whatever just to uh, um, keep the environmentalists, I guess, happy. So with that said, uh, that's pretty much, uh, just wanna invite um, all the people to our annual meeting on Saturday. There's one other thing that's gonna come up on Saturday, and what the Forest Service is trying to do to the uh, individuals and associations is start uh, obtaining a 501c3 from the state. And that's a uh, non-profit standing with a state. And that's ridiculous. Why? We've never had to do this in over 100, 200 years. So why are they now starting to do that? Again, it's more red tape. It's all bureaucracy. Hopefully, I think my take on that is either trying to eliminate as many ranchers as possible by making it more and more difficult for you to stay on the ground. Anyway, that's about all I have to say on on this whole thing
0: folks you're listening to the farm and ranch show and and my name is sage faulkner and my guest today has been carlos salazar and mr carlos is the president of northern new mexico Stockmen's association the northern new mexico Stockmen's association um, annual meeting will be this saturday january fourteenth from eight eight, to four eight to four a.m. and it will be down at the rural events center at abiquiu that's the fairgrounds and I encourage all of you to come down, even if you can't make it for the whole day, try and come down and um, just sometimes shaking hands and listening to one or two segments might be really, really valuable.
1: Oh, and also we're going to have Myra Byfield, um she's the first speaker starting at... Um, in the morning. She's going to talk about that 30 by 30 land and water grab by the federal government. Folks, we've already surrendered a lot of land, our land grants, and a lot of our water to the uh, federal government way back. And I think Moises Morales really has talked about that in this program but anyway she's going to talk about all that and what it entails and folks believe me it's only going to get worse and there's going to be more pressure put on the ranchers to get you off the land
0: absolutely and so for our listeners if you want to see that agenda um, you can send me an email sage at chama org, and i will gladly forward you the meeting information and the agenda and again we encourage all of you to join us this Saturday, the 14th, from 8 a.m. until 4, and um, come down if you're new to the area, if you've you've been a rancher but maybe you haven't participated, this might be a great one to um, just come listen in and have your voice be heard. I feel like um, organizations and associations such as Northern New Mexico Stockmans are so imperative um, because I certainly cannot go fight all the fights that um, are impacting my farm and ranch and our home, but if I pick a couple and Carlos and Rita pick a couple and, and all of us stand up somewhere, then, then our voices are heard where they need to be. And so I think that's really important. Um, and so again, I wanna thank and congratulate um, Carlos and Rita Salazar um, and, and acknowledge their recognition from the New Mexico Federal Lands Council. With thank you, Sage. With the Buds contract. And thank you guys for coming in.